0: Hello and welcome to Teenagers Untangled, the audio hug for parents going through the teenage years. I'm Rachel Richards, parenting coach, mother of
1: two teenagers and two bonus daughters. Hi there, I'm Susie Asley, mindfulness coach, mindful therapist, musician and mother of three teenagers. Two of them are twins. Now, normally the format is, well, I've done the odd interview, but
0: mostly it's me doing lots and lots and lots of research and then we just get together with you with your wealth of knowledge. To talk about it. And we thought it might be fun. And this is a tryout. So if you don't like it, don't give us no stars and tell us we're awful. <laughs> Just message us and we'll go, okay, that's fine. We don't have to do this again. But we thought it might be fun to do something a little bit different. And we're going to call it News and Nuggets. And what we'll do is we'll put the nuggets into this particular format and also talk about some of the news stories that have been coming up Um, In a way that's a little bit more informed. And the whole idea is that you get to hear us talking about things and the struggles we have. And you'll either agree or disagree with us. You can message us. Uh, We love to hear from you. And. So when it comes to news, that's my background. I'm a, a, a trained news journalist at a postgrad in it. And every single place I've been, there's always the same format. You start off with the, the, the top headline story, which is sometimes hard to choose, but most of the time it's pretty obvious what it's going to be. And then you go down the, the running order. And then right at the very end is the fluffy dog story, right? <laughs> and that, that's just to entertain people, a little, little bit of lightness to finish off yeah. the, and, and, oh, the weather. Um, but I'm in charge. So we're not going to start with hard, heavy news. We're going to start with a fluffy dog story. Brilliant. <laughs> something fun. Yeah. Right? Let's start with something fun. Perfect. So the fun thing I'd like to start with, and we'll do a little review read in a minute, but the fun thing I want to start with is something I saw on Twitter. And it was a lady called Dr. Emma Kell who talked about teen slang. And she said, when I'm distracted by work and not listening, uh, I get, don't leave me on red, mum. <laughs> and now now it's really what's really funny about this is that uh this is something that our teens talk about all the time. Yeah. You know they don't like so it's you're supposed to respond immediately when you get a message aren't yeah. you? And they if they've read a message they say "Mum, Mum, I need I oh, no no I've got a response to respond straight yeah. away I can't read it if I'm not ready to respond. And I find that
1: really weird. Yeah maybe I think it's a that's particularly for girls I think. Is it? I is think, it? it's not boys. I mean without Ooh, In my experience, interesting. A girl thing.
0: Okay, so specifically girls, but th- this is a thing you're supposed to. So what a lot of them do is they sideswipe. So you can sideswipe. So you can sort of see the message without showing that you've oh, read really? it. Yes, we and and see. you can see if someone sideswiped you because hmm? I've noticed somebody particular sideswiped. Is this on WhatsApp? Or? I think on WhatsApp you can see if they sideswiped you. I don't know Snapchat. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have this stuff. <laughs> but I just hear it through my teenagers. It's very entertaining. But the funny yeah. thing was th- this. This lady said. Said that her teenager says don't leave me unread yeah when actually it's don't leave me on read so if you read something you're supposed to respond straight away ah yeah. Oh, yeah even the nuances are
1: hard hey yeah oh uh, it's amazing I mean I, I love this topic and this is all all um news to me as well <laughs>
0: I've got going I've go got one on. other one which is she's an NPC do you know what that is
1: yeah oh that's said daily in my house. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, I don't know. I, honestly, Do you know I, I don't know half. Well, I don't know what the, it stands for. See, I, I thought I it was know. NPC. For no, it, to be honest.
0: NPC is a non-playing character. Yes. So
1: they're in irrelevance. Yes. No, it's NPC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my kids call each other that oh, all the time. Oh, I did time. not know that. <laughs> Great they call enough. me that <laughs> mom don't be I thought it was m but it's n I've just okay. learned don't be an npc Mum. and I'm like what uh, uh. brilliant and actually every single day um at the moment and so it goes in phases probably but this has been a long phase I at dinner i go I do not know what you're talking about what are you saying speak normally because <laughs> they have this wealth Teen of speak. words that I just don't know what so they crazy. are particularly one of them actually I love it well, yeah, it's really funny, but I, I um, sometimes like, please, I, I just don't know what. You're maybe they're about.
0: doing it deliberately. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> she thinks she's one of us, but <laughs> hey.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. What have you got I there, know. Susie? Which one's to pick here? out? Um, so I've got Leng. She's Leng. Yeah, ooh, I've heard that one.
0: Ooh, what does that mean again?
1: That means she's beautiful or fit. Oh, it doesn't and sound very nice. And the opposite of that is clapped, which <gasps> that's is horrible. Awful. That... I've heard that and have told people off for using that. Wow. Wow. Um, That's
0: and that sounds like a venereal disease. Yeah, it's not, it's not it's very
1: nice. <laughs> yeah as far as I know it's not but I've just revealed that I don't know what they all mean uh, she's such a pick me girl oh yeah that's that used that in my a house lot. A yeah. Girl, yeah and a pick me girl is
0: somebody who tries to get lots of attention because yeah. she wants to be a pick me pick, me pick me yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. and she may not say that she's just behaving no it's a behaviour thing yes it's a yeah, behaviour thing she, yeah. there, here's another one this is an ingredients only house which means there are no snacks
1: oh oh yeah no that's
0: not my house so that's not used in my house <laughs> And a daughter, Amazing. when talking about a group of teens all dressed the same, hashtag copy and paste. Copy
1: and paste. Oh yeah. I mean I did find a um a website, this is ages ago, and it was called Roadman Talk or Roadman Speak or something. Mm. And I read it and I was doing using it for something else and it was so enlightening. I was mm. like, oh, oh my goodness like I know all these words and now I know what they all mean (laughs) but do they do you use them I don't but they do I was
0: going to say because I reckon if I actually tried using some of these words they would be oh I know no
1: I don't use them but it's like a translation (laughs) book for me (laughs) ah that's what they're talking about so Uh, roadman speak guys that's what we need yeah not all of the words but well you know where we live anyway um very enlightening what have I got here paper kindle a book oh that's quite clever mmm that is
0: clever yeah I've got uh, Brexit being used in two different ways. Mm-hmm. So Brexit being, you know, when the UK left yeah. the European Union, doing a Brexit, which is a savage tackle in football when no one benefits,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or oh, yes. this was used in a classroom by a boy who said he Brexited her in it, which meant uh, he dumped her and then he regretted
1: it. Oh. oh, which I thought was brilliant. Oh, I like that. Yes, <laughs> <That's> quite clever.
0: <laughs> so there's some very creative ones out there. We might come back to this. Yeah, no, they're good. As well. they're yes. Good. They're good. Um, incidentally, we are just found out we're in the global rank of podcast top five percent. She's amazing. Can you believe that? No, I can't. We are sitting in a bedroom. Yeah just chatting and we've managed to do that that's amazing you guys you you're so wonderful so supportive love all our listeners thank you thank you
1: i actually didn't quite believe that so i'm going to admit i i actually googled it after you sent me that thinking she must have got it wrong (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you thank you for your i found it great believe me
0: yeah i didn't know it's just i was listening to um some people talk about how you can find out data and and i sort of pumped it in and thought oh my goodness that's yeah. uh that was quite a surprise so a nice surprise Very but nice, it was a surprise yeah. so you've got a review there
1: love your latest episode by the way thank you for sharing i'm a child counselor so really useful for client sessions and therapeutic parenting oh that's really nice to receive that thank you thank
0: you wonderful I, i'm yeah. not quite sure which one that is but um the other one was it came through on spotify so on spotify you can now At the bottom of the podcast, it asks you what you thought of the episode and someone filled this in for us. And it was Kirsty and she said, very helpful. First parenting podcast I have listened to and will definitely listen to more. This was on the Emotional Intelligence podcast. Uh, Episodes, so oh, wow, Kirsty, thank you so much yeah. for actually taking the time to do yes, that. Yes, thank you. I didn't even make to do that on Spotify. I know how. Co- well, I think yeah. as a new Spotify, trying to create better communities and a chance okay. to actually have a conversation with people who are listening, yeah. which I'm all in favor of. We are here. We are interested in what you think. Yes, do tell us. If you don't like this, tell us. If you do like it, tell us. Yeah, tell us absolutely. what you'd like
1: to include. So, Susie, your nuggets. My nuggets uh this week is i've just written a post about it actually um and it's about it's just a it was a is a good reminder for me that the things that we get triggered in our kids are the things we can use to get to know ourselves a bit better, like self-awareness. Yes. So when we get what you know all of our triggers are an opportunity to look at well, why why am I being triggered? What is that saying about me? it's never it's never a coincidence. Mm. So this morning, one of my kids, who is very, very good at losing things, um and uh, had lost two pot pu- two pieces of his p e kit again. <laughs> and i was like and it's always at the last second so there's no time to go and look properly and it's really stressful and that's a that's a normal reaction so it's a normal reaction to be annoyed by that i'd have no problem with being irritated by that but i get really triggered by it and i can feel because i've done lots of awareness practice i can feel that that is different from normal irritation wow. um, and it's like a nanosecond thing isn't it it's a reactive thing and i've i've looked at it before and unpacked it and it's because i am also i also struggle with being organized <laughs> That is a challenge for me to keep hold of my stuff and to, and to be organized. That's something I've had to practice and have strategies for. So when he loses stuff or in the house things get lost, it triggers my sort of my chaos and my kind of, oh, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to find that. That goes directly into my own bag. Wow. Um, so that's really useful information for me. <laughs>
0: Seriously, that's so, amazing. Yeah. So
1: when it happens in the moment, it, because I try and practice it, and it doesn't, I'm not perfect, I'm human. Um, instead of you know seeing it all about him I can try and separate okay which bit is actually reaction to this moment and what is actually happening in this moment and what's my old rubbish yes <laughs> and try and leave that to one side and go okay well I'll look at that later if I need to and then also have empathy with him because I know firsthand how annoying it is <laughs> to lose it and to sure. not know where stuff is so like I understand this is really annoying you know I, I also told him off because and going you better you, you better go and look in the lost <laughs> property today mate <laughs> otherwise it's going to be very- expensive um that kind of thing but that it's it's clean and it's clear and it's not being uh, messed up with my own old stuff and it's a practice i'm not perfect at it at all, i think we
0: sort of talked about that in our divorce episode didn't we where you know we we were saying if you feel unreasonably triggered yeah. by something your teenager's doing have a look at yes, what's going always. on and my, my husband always. does this yeah. he one of his daughters he's quite similar Yes. And and whenever she leaves the milk out, he gets really cross. Yeah. But guess who
1: leaves the milk yeah, out more than exactly. anyone in the family and opens bottle after bottle after yeah. bottle. It's projection. It's, it's projection. Yes. It's classic it's projection. We get more annoyed by the stuff that we, are, we do ourselves. Yes. It's, it's classic psychotherapy. And, and it's but when we see it in our teenagers, it's even more triggering. Yes. <laughs> so it's really good awareness. So every time we feel triggered and we don't have to do it every time because I would be that would be trying but every time we get that kind of tension that feeling we know if once you once you recognize that you know what it is you can go okay i have now have the choice to have just unpack that have a look at that maybe not in the moment but later i think that's a brilliant tip
0: and and your point about actually noticing how it feels in your body because you've talked about that before yeah. that the, the the sensation in your body once yeah. you can recognize it yeah. and you can see it's different yes then you, yeah. you
1: know that you can focus on it. Love it. And you can respond proportionately mm. to the actual event rather than kicking off about your own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Love Ideally. It. Yes. Well, not always. Quite often no. not. But <laughs>
0: No. <laughs> um, my nugget this week is actually because I've had two completely separate conversations with people. One was a teenager and one was actually a friend of mine where they both... Ended up spiraling. And what I mean by spiraling is they were really struggling with something that was very, very difficult for them. And I was really in a fortunate position where they we were having a conversation and they felt I was safe to talk to her about it. But I actually witnessed the spiral starting to happen where they, they said, Oh, and this has happened and I'm upset, and then and then and then and then and then, and, mm. and, and they just went. I could hear it happening. Yeah. It was amazing. And I, you know, with a teenager, I said, stop, 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 just stop, breathe, breathe. Mm. And then I explained it, you know, it's it's so interesting. It reminded me of when I was um, a journalist and I'd gone on a press junket and I was at NASA, lucky mm. me. And they had one of those machines, I don't know if you can picture it, where you get strapped into, it's a circle, a metal circle, oh, wow. and it pivots in any direction and it it starts off slow and it goes faster and faster and faster and they said the reason they designed this was they were trying to work out whether a human being who was in a spaceship that had, you know, lost its axis, had sort of come off and started spinning, whether they could arrest the spin Mm. and they can't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so it just turned into a fun thing to, yeah. to, to make people do, but it made me think of that. And the only way you can stop it is by stopping it. Mm. Like literally you have to press the off button. And I was saying to, I said to both of them when this happened, wow, stop, just stop, mm. stop thinking. It's, it's not an easy thing to do on your own, but you can, if you have somebody with you, you can be the person who says you need to stop thinking right now. Mm and just breathe Mm. because your brain has gone they've got stuck in a a downward spiral and I think I stopped and thought about it and I thought I do have the ability to arrest that Mm. but the way I do it is I literally think
1: oh wow I've I've, I'm losing I'm losing things Mm. and I'm just going to stop yeah that's amazing awareness to to witness it as well I mean it sounds a bit uh, slightly akin to just before a panic attack, where you yes. where you're looping and you're, you're spiraling, you it's, it's escalating and and stopping and um, using your senses is a really good way of oh s- I like that. that. So you get you want to get out of your head, which is all fear based probably. <laughs> um, and if you to snap back into the present moment where you can just go oh oh yeah here I am is to use your senses. You know, like, what wow. can you what, see? Yes. Well, okay. for panic attack, it's name five things you can see, four right. things you can hear, three things you can smell, two things you can touch, or whatever. One thing you can taste, and then by saying all of that aloud, you have to be present, and then you you stop spiraling.
0: Brilliant yeah. tip! I knew you'd have a good tip <laughs> because I because I do this instinctively yeah. because I can tell that I'm really yeah. starting to struggle yes. when I'm really starting yeah. to struggle. But it's obvious that adults and teenagers yes. can really find this difficult, yes, and and they end up going into. My, work, my life isn't worth it anymore. Absolutely, from, from, something from that's, nothing. Yes. It's, it's,
1: it's snowballing, catastrophizing. There's loads of terms for it. But, but to get out of that washing machine nonsense that mm. we all have in our heads is, is through presence and through our senses. Great tip. Thank you. So the other thing we were going to do is talk
0: about news stories. Now, we've in the UK just recently had the um, conferences of the political parties specifically the Conservative Party, which is the ruling party and has been forever. And they were sort of talking about the things that they're planning for the next um, year or so, or however long they're going to be running the country. Um, And the government headline was, the Department for Education wants children to be stopped from using mobile devices at break times, as well as in classrooms to tackle disruptive behavior and online bullying. So this is a kind of a ban on mobile. The headline was ban on mobile phones in schools and it it was really an interesting topic because just before that came out my daughter's school and one other school that i know of implemented an 8 until 4:30 ban on Mm -hmm. mobile phones yeah which i thought gosh did they know something did they realize this was what was what's going on Mm. there what about you do you know if your kids are are your kids not allowed to use their phones at school all of
1: this surprised me because i thought the general consensus in schools was that you can't use your phone in school times Interesting. mine go to a school where they get the train there and back so to have a phone is, is actually really handy and they will have it. I mean, they will have one anyway, but for practical reasons, it's handy because the trains are useless. <laughs> they're always mm. been cancelled and all of that. So it's really, you know, handy and important actually um, at the beginning and the end of the day, but that they're not allowed to use them in the daytime. And that's been like that for forever. And I I just thought that, and I think my nephews is the same, I just thought all schools had that rule already. I mean, they do kind of sneak their phones and, and send the mm. odd text. If like my daughter will send something if she's forgotten something, you know, something practical, she'll sneak to the loo and do it. But they're not allowed. And if they get caught, then, they, you know, they, they get, I don't know if they get their phone taken away or I can't remember. There's a consequence. But I thought I thought that was normal. So for it to be a big news story, it kind of was like, really? Oh, OK. Well, but that's the interesting thing because someone said
0: this isn't news. They haven't no. been able to use their phones. A lot of other people said, thank God. Yeah. So clearly, there's no clear, in the UK at least, uh, rules about having phones in schools when you're allowed to use them. And even with this, it would still be left to individual teachers. Yeah. Um, And a guy called Bradley K. Bush on Twitter actually wrote, wrote, wrote a thread exploring some of the research behind the issues with mobile phones. One study found that just being near a mobile phone can reduce concentration levels by 20%. Mm -hmm. Uh, Poor psychological health, including increased anxiety, feelings of loneliness and low self-esteem, sleep and the impact on melatonin. These are all different studies Mm -hmm. that came up with issues to do with using mobile phones. And then, uh, interestingly, delayed gratification. Various studies have found that frequent phone users experience shorter attention spans. Mm -hmm. And the the social skills side is an interesting one, because one man said they've just banned phones in my kids' school, and I went in, and it was amazing, because suddenly everyone seemed to be out talking with each Mm. other, and, and it just seemed very different. And he said, I asked one of the teachers what the impact had been, and he said, wait for it, fewer toilet breaks. Oh, of
1: course. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what my daughter texts me when, if she needs something. Isn't that interesting? It's <laughs> doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> but in this school then, were they just allowed to use their phones whenever they liked? Then before that, that sounds weird. See, I don't know. I don't know. And
0: actually, if I'm honest, I'm not entirely sure when my daughter was allowed to use her phone no. in her school before. But And she was delighted, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of schools use yonder pouches so that when the kids come into school, you pop them into okay. these pouches and they can't transmit a signal. So they're, oh, okay. they're offline. Um, one of the things that I think is really interesting about this is the safeguarding side, because having, having seen a lot of people talking from the safeguarding perspective, mm-hmm. the big issue is um, sexting mm-hmm. and bullying, And I know of incidences where, you see, the schools don't know what to do. Like, what are you supposed to do? So, for Mm. example, um, one kid filmed a fight on his phone, sent it to his little group of friends, and Mm. somehow it was sent off, and it ended up with the head teacher. Mm. The point being, you don't know who this is going to end up with. And then the school felt it had to do something about it. And the other one was, you know, children exchanging explicit explicit photos. And if the school finds or if somebody says something about this or the school finds out about it, mm. it's a really difficult safeguarding issue. Yes. So I think the schools
1: don't. This is a hot potato. They don't want mm. to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very problematic for them, isn't it? And um, in our country where most kids wear uniform, if they're filming something in school and they're in their uniform, mm-hmm. then they're identifiable. Yes, yes, thing. yes. Or if they film the teachers in classrooms, yeah. any of that. Yeah.
0: Um, the the, the the converse is that i've been contacted by um a lady who has an instagram account which is um fabulous alternative brains and it, she she's dyslexic her children are dyslexic and she talks about how Actually, if you have neurodiversity, this can mobile phones can be incredibly helpful okay. in terms of planning in school hours. And also, there's an argument that we are going to have to use them in the workplace. So there needs to be a transition where they get used to scheduling and using them. But I think when they're quite young, before mm. they get to sort of they'll eighteen, there's no <laughs> risk. Re- exactly. I mean, these things are really, really That's like training toddlers
1: to learn to like ice cream. You know, oh, exactly. <laughs> they'll, they'll work that out it,
0: it, well, quite, quite. So it's, I just thought it was a really interesting topic um yeah. i don't know interesting what you about
1: the diversity thing though and needing mm. and using mobile phones for structure because my one of mine is is quite dyslexic and he always had a laptop in school he was given mm. permission to use a laptop He had to have the certain typing skills before you're allowed that etc and you use them in exams um and that was really helpful and beneficial but I, i'd be interesting to see well what what does a what does a mobile phone give that? Yeah, because you
0: can have and actually my daughter has brought that up and I said to her, well, you need to have before you leave a classroom, you need to have on your laptop a a, a pointer saying Mm. this is going to be your next lesson. Yeah, it's very easy to set up. So it's it's about helping them to create these reminders on their devices that they're
1: using in the classroom. Yes, rather than saying you can use your mobile yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. It, I'd be love
0: yeah. to know what uh, other viewers, listeners, yes. rather. We, we don't have viewers yet, but you never know. One day, uh, what other viewers, uh, listeners? <laughs> I'd love to know what other listeners uh, think about these topics. Um, what about, what about the government announcement that it wants to overhaul sixteen plus education? Mm, very interesting. Very mm. overdue, in my humble opinion. Oh, oh! This is really interesting. <laughs> So yes, because this, this feels like a very English topic, but it's not, it's not. But so tell me, why, why do you think that's overdue?
1: Well, I mean, he was talking about um, A levels, wasn't he? Mm. Which is our final two years. Um, I think GCSEs need a big overhaul. I mean, I think the whole thing needs an overhaul um, in many ways. <laughs> don't get me started. Mm. <laughs> but um, I think I think having this the idea, isn't it, that they have more subjects? So we channel down into three subjects, which is you know has lots of pluses. Um, but A levels are a massive step up from GCSEs, and for some kids that's fine. But for a lot of kids, the step up is really challenging challenging and it kind of it separates um that it separates in a way that maybe isn't great uh, where a lot of kids feel they're unable to do that um so to have some alternatives i think is a brilliant way and to make it more vocational because you know we don't need a whole load more academics Mm. and i know a levels aren't you know the next step isn't academia (laughs) but it is a very much weighted on academia um and to have more vocational um subjects i think is Absolutely overdue. <laughs> Fascinating, because what they're talking about is having,
0: rather than just three subjects, you take five yeah. subjects. English and maths are compulsory, mm. but the other three subjects could be vocash- vocational yeah. or they could be academic. Yes. And they're trying to broaden out yeah. the the understanding and yeah. the knowledge yeah. of uh, teenagers. It's interesting because I start. I did a little search because talking about GCSEs, which happen at sixteen, here yeah. where you have these these quite weighty exams. Yeah. Ditch sometimes, them, I say. Ditch them. well, <laughs> it's interesting because um, I read a couple of articles saying we are the only people who examine yep. so hard at that age. And I then, and in America, the high school diploma isn't dependent on these exams. But what they have is SATs, which are commercial exams, which assess college resi- readiness. And you can take them over and over, mm. from what I understand. I don't live in America. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, what I thought interesting was that it's not true that we are the outliers. Um, the, there's a, there was a Cambridge study... By Arencasuto that rebutted it, saying um, that 14 countries use external assessment at 15 and 16 against seven that don't in, okay. in the study, and these are high-performing countries. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, that's that's interesting, but still, what are we, what are yeah. we trying to do? Because I think I, I personally, I think the big problem we've got is that across the world, we don't really know anymore what we need to be teaching our kids. No,
1: we don't. It's not clear. No, and I, I, what I don't like about it is that it's um, – and I see it um, and experience it. You know, these children who are – and maybe in some places in some schools this, this doesn't apply, but what I have seen is children who just are switched off from learning. Mm. They are just – they're being taught this, and this is nothing to do with the schools or the teachers. I think the teachers are wonderful. It's this, the structure and the system that I have a problem with um, – it's they, they're switched off from learning and they're at an age where they should be hungry mm-hmm. to learn. They should be curious about the world. They should want to know. They should want to be, you know, sucking up all the knowledge of, that they find relevant. And you see it when they get interested in something. They're like sponges. But the, the GCSE model is like regurgitating, mm-hmm. regurgitating. And it's focusing on what, what results can we test? are you going to get. What can what we you, test? And you need to know this for a result rather than for the sake of learning it. That's my problem with it. I think We're we've got really a real problem. Yes. The rest of do you know? No, I think in this we country different. we do. We do yeah. that. And um,
0: Jeanette said the UK education isn't fit for purpose. Uh, she says that she thinks some people would struggle if you put in five subjects, her kids yeah. would. Uh, tween teen mum says she doesn't think it's really what's best for our teenagers. She wants more research and conversations outside parliament. I did it. Interestingly, I've got a friend who trains investment bankers for a living. So what happens is graduates who come into investment banks, um, they need to be trained in quite a wide range of core skills. They Mm. want to make sure they've all got, and that's his job. And he flies Hong Kong, Mm. New York, London. And he anecdotally said that the Asian countries are blowing the UK out of the water in terms of their maths competency mm-hmm. and their science competency. He said they're just, we, we can't touch them. Mm. However, in terms of interpersonal skills and just the ability to problem solve, mm. he thinks we mm. are doing far better. So the question is, what are we trying to achieve here? Mm. Um, and my husband says that, you know, in, in Asia... Um, he says, oh, yeah, OK, well, so China's doing really, really well in math you know, studies because they, they approach it in a different way. But he said, you haven't had anyone win a Fields Medal. God knows, he's, he's really he's a nerdy mathematician. Mm. But he said, which is creative mathematician, mm. ma- mathematics, he said they don't come out of Asia. Mm. It's the European mm, model that actually creates people who've got that, yeah.
1: um, comes at, come at it from a different angle. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. Any change to any school system needs to start with from the place of what's the purpose of school?
0: Absolutely. What did we try? Because here's a fascinating thing because I was talking on BBC Surrey recently, and one of the stories was this particular subject. And one of the other headlines I saw was that there's a chap at a Hong Kong university professor who said, We need to stop trying to get people to write essays from the start and checking mm. whether they've used AI, we need to actually tell them, write your best AI essay. Yes,
1: because they're going to go do that. Out,
0: anyway. yes, go out. Well, yes. Well, interestingly, because I've, I've tried using AI yeah. for uh, podcast notes just because it's yeah. a- available. Yeah. It's awful. It's absolutely it doesn't sound like me. It's it's laughable. Some of it's garbage. So the, the truth is that there's a lot to be said for that. And yeah. actually, when you use AI, so again, my friend who teaches investment bankers, he does use AI to do some of his marketing. Yeah. He said... Uh, we have to give them all the sources that, yeah. that it needs to go to. It then works through those sources, creates a, a, a standard document
1: like a, a, mm. a foundation document, and then we work with that. Yeah, I've used it a little bit with presenting and preparing for stuff, and I then I it, some of it sounds amazing, so I pick bits out and mm. then do my own bits. You know, it's like a patch patchwork thing. But the, going back to the schools thing, you know, schools were originally <laughs> created to, you know, as a form of childcare. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they first came came into being, um, and um, well, also to to, to create some uh, people who can work in factories, yeah, yeah and yeah. who know how to
0: do what they're told.
1: Yeah, exactly. <sighs> so it's you know, and and some of some of schooling is is maybe you know still influenced by that, and we need to modernise, yes, and, and and use you know use the people who know what they're talking about. I think often you know governments they they come with with educational policies and i have a lot of teacher friends and family <laughs> you know they do not then i'm sure they do consult but they don't always consult with the people who are the experts they yeah. they they push things forward don't they as, as a sort of vote winner um and it's not always in the interests of the kids or the education and they're not using the the you know the massive wealth of experience that is out there
0: and the skeptics would say they're actually just trying to divert attention from the real problems which yeah. are lack of there's lack of teacher attention uh, lack of P-
1: pupils yeah. even turning up to school yes. and the building's falling down. Yeah, but anything that is more vocational is, is going to engage, I think, mm. is going to engage more of the kids because when it's yes. all about the academics, it turns off a huge, huge group of kids. Yes. Um,
0: South Korea, just just so we've got a, a roundup of what happens mm. elsewhere, in South Korea, they have one of the most gruelling entry tests for college, which mm-hmm. is called the College Scholastic Ability Test. It's eight hours. <sighs> Really, 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 really tough. So they're on an extreme. Uh, in Finland, 66% of students do go on to college, which is the highest rate in Europe. And their children are consistently ranked highest achievers for math, reading, and science. Mm-hmm. They don't even start school till they're about seven. Yeah. Different approach. And China, they place the emphasis on practicing maths and learning in groups Mm. they're not it's quite individual in the uk they'll set tasks and each individual works on things it's a different approach Mm. in some of the asian countries so i think the truth is there'll be there will be cultural things that will inform the decision about an education system and then we need i think the biggest problem we've
1: got now is we don't know what, how we're supposed to no. furnish our kids for the future. No, absolutely. We're not, not on a sort of subject matter way. Of course we don't because of the jobs that our kids will get. We don't even know what they look like or yeah. anything like yeah. that at the moment. So how about we educate our kids so that when they leave school, they feel really good about themselves. Mm-hmm. They feel really comfortable. Yes. They feel they can be creative. They can really be who they, the best version of themselves, whatever that looks like. And then they will just fly with whatever jobs are thrown at them. And that so my daughter's having to do GCSEs at the moment, she's,
0: she's 15. And I keep saying to her, I'm much less interested in the grades you get mm-hmm. than what you learn about yourself from having to go through the experience yes, of, of, of learning. And I think we want people who are prepared to learn and who can continue learning because actually, I think we're not going to have one job. Most people are going to have multiple careers will, yeah. now. They yeah. Will. And they'll just have the people who will win are the people who are prepared to keep learning and yeah, enjoy learning. And
1: interested in yes. stuff, whatever that looks like. Yes. And and feel good about themselves that have, you know, uh, are resilient and have a have a sense of who they are um, and how they can interact with, with fellow humans. No absolutely. <laughs> then they'll be fine, whatever they do. <laughs> so before we go, a couple more little
0: teen slangs that came from this thread you're not the main character yep that's a daily one in our house <laughs> I agree it's great hey and that's that's someone who's being a touch self-absorbed or she's got main character energy
1: yeah yep, that one of these are all really yeah resonating
0: and um, talk in lowercase not capitals
1: oh I haven't heard that one
0: <laughs> and, and he or she doesn't touch grass oh that's for, what? for someone who likes to stay at home gaming and doesn't go out
1: okay oh <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we have all the little ones of Brav, and I can't even think of them. They just, there are so many. <laughs> I should write them down. They're great, um, aren't they? I think we need a little
0: list. I might actually put these into a list. Shall yeah. I do that? If, yeah, as a, yeah in the podcast notes? And, and in, uh, just finally, uh, I quite like, it's not that deep, yep. which means it doesn't really matter. Yep. And my, my daughters often say that they'll be like sobbing about something. They go, <laughs> it's not
1: that deep. Yeah. Oh, I get that back at me. Like if I'm complaining about something, it's not that deep, mum. It's not that deep. <laughs> And then they use it as a verb. I deeped it, which means I thought about it. Oh, I haven't heard that one. (laughs) You can put anything into a verb form, can't you? Apparently, I know. I know. It's God. It's very stressful. We need to learn. We need to learn, Susie. We've got to keep learning. They just roll their eyes and go, "Yeah, why? Why don't you understand us?" you using a whole different vocabulary.
0: <laughs> keep up, keep up. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this uh, new version. It doesn't have to stay this way. We can change the format completely if you hate it. Just let us know, but give us some feedback. Yeah, we're trying this out. It's been really fun. <laughs> we're trying it out, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can reach us at teenagersuntangled at gmail.com. Hit the follow button on your app or give us some stars. Uh, you can find more on the website, www.teenagersuntangled.com. And we're on Instagram twitter linkedin uh Susie,
1: she has her own instagram account which is yep. kind of whenever i talk about things i'll yep. always link her so what's your so i've got my website which mm-hmm. you can find all my social media links on and the website is www.amindful-life.co.uk and she has those
0: sorts of amazing tips like when you're going into spiral here's how you cope here's how you get out of yep. it wealth of knowledge go to Susie. <laughs>
1: Come and speak to me. Come and speak
0: to Susie. She's really (laughs) nice. Uh, That's it for now. Brilliant. Bye for now.